Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Season 2, episode 39. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. I wish we all woke up as jacked on the day as Brandon Davis. How y'all doing, man? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We got Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. When are we releasing the BD remix of the Phase Zero Loving it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. I didn't think we could do better than the Seth Rogen laugh, but here we are. <laughs> Sometimes I do just sit there and like rap in the background up to the to the beat because it's like, listen, I got the coffee flowing. We got a special guest on the show today. It's a great time to be us. All right. Be in the phase of community. Jamie Jirak is here and that's how you know it's really great. Oh, good morning. It's morning again. Yeah, we're an hour early. We're an hour early. We have good reason to be an hour early. First is that I have an interview at New York Comic Con that is uh, important and couldn't be moved. And it's at 2.15 and I needed time to get out of the show and into the Javits Center for that. But also, uh, oh yeah, if you're at the Javits Center and you're, or if you're watching live somehow and you're also at New York Comic Con, uh, you will see some really cool guests. We're up in one of those little sky boxes. There's glass windows. You'll see us from the window at 2.15. There's going to be someone really cool in there. If you see us, take a picture, tag me. I'll throw that RT real quick. Also, because next week we have special guests, which we're going to save that announcement for the end of the show. We got a very special guest for next week and another very special guest for next week, both on the same show. Woo! Uh, all right. Werewolf by Night reactions are as good as my mood today. This show slaps. I've already talked about it. I love Werewolf by Night. I talk. Actually, I wasn't on last week's show. Was I? No, I don't think so. No, we didn't talk about it at all because none of us had seen it yet. So just fine. This show, this special presentation is fantastic. Jenna, I'll let you talk first. I've talked a lot so far. Also, can I just say the chat is wondering if that's a fantastic four suit behind yeah, Reed. Like I need to I need to know if you're if you're pulling some Reed Richards nonsense at, at New York Comic Con, because I, I I look forward to that. Um I loved Werewolf by Night so much. Yeah, for the for the people just listening, BD Destruct. So I guess you just have to wait and see. Um I loved Werewolf by Night so much. This hit every single button that I wanted it to hit. Um as an Elsa Bloodstone fan, Laura Donnelly's pr- portrayal of her could not be more perfect just put her in the high ponytail and we are ready to go she has the energy of her mm. down to a t um jack russell perfectly executed man thing is incredible i cannot believe we are at the point where man thing can just exist in the mcu i it, man it, thing it, is gonna sell so much merch oh I, my god i cannot wait Di- for all of it disney's I, winning yeah. I can't wait to hear what Jamie, because Jamie's tweet review was basically all about man thing, which made me so happy. I love this format. I I love the the way that this special kind of comes together. I think this is kind of a template to tell so many new stories in the MCU going forward. Obviously, we have the holiday special. But beyond that, I'm like, I need them to do these specials all the time because this is such a cool format to tell something self-contained. It feels like you're reading a comic and it just allows us to just get so weird and so stylistically cool. It just, I, I cannot wait to watch it again. I was so happy between today's episode of she-hulk and tomorrow's werewolf by night what a time to be alive my Aaron, what do you think of werewolf by night uh shout out to disney for helping me get the screeners because i didn't get it at the same time as everybody else and i'm like how am i going to be on the show and talk about <laughs> werewolf by night if i have not seen it and it is amazing it is really cool um i have a soft spot for that like era of like horror movies and stuff as like a young film nerd in in school so all the stuff like the artifacting like the weird sort of ways that they obviously have to shoot 
I I I cannot wait for the assembled on mm. this because I don't mm. know how you get some of these effects to work in grayscale the way that yeah. they have achieved. It's also really scary. I, there's you know how I said when uh, Nikki was trying to call Jen and tell her about the intelligentsia earlier in She Hulk, how I felt mm-hmm. something bad was going to happen. I had that. For a whole hour, just an entire hour of yo, something bad's gonna happen. Someone's gonna get stabbed. Someone's going to get shot with a. And they do. They yeah. do. This and it's crazy. This thing is violent. I was it's, like, hold up, Kevin. Kevin, what you Kevin? doing? I know it's black and white, but this is violent. I I applauded that. I love that it was. It actually went there with some of it. I'm not. I mean, it's not like listen. It's not about to ruin your kid's childhood violence. But it is actually pretty violent, more violent, I think, than we've ever seen by Marvel. And I really don't think it's even pretty close. But it is in black and white, so that makes it a little bit easier to stomach. You know what I mean? Jamie, what do you think? Okay, first of all, I would like to say that after this week, I am returning to my duty as woman of the people because I hate watching things on my computer with my email address slapped across the middle. Seeing something early is not worth it to me to not get to watch Werewolf by Night, a beautiful looking thing, uh, not on my TV. So uh, uh, I'm done with this life, you guys. I like being uh, with everybody else. uh, With that airplane. Yeah, uh, it won't wouldn't work, and I think like yeah. it's because Disney thinks you're like sharing it with the yeah. world, like sharing it with people. Uh, so you can't. So I wasn't supposed it. to broadcast it to my neighbor's house. Just so everybody who's everybody uh, everybody who's listening, you when you get a screener, you have to not only sign an NDA, mm-hmm. but you have to literally like initial a whole bunch of things. I don't know I should probably read it more thoroughly. I, <laughs> every time. I agree. I'm not showing anybody. You got it. Says like close the windows. Don't let your cat see it. If your cat sees it, he now works at disney world uh so you gotta like sign all this stuff to watch it and agree like you're not going to show it to anybody all that kind of stuff and then when you watch it disney's in particular their screeners have gigantic watermarks of mm-hmm. your name like yeah. house of the dragon every once in a while it's like a little thing that's like here's your name like by the way this is please don't share this disney's like oh buddy don't even think about it you will never forget this is a screener uh yeah <laughs> Sorry, Jamie, I interrupted you. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. I just wanted to say um, uh, I like being a woman of the people. Uh, but uh, this it was so much fun. Um, Man Thing is my boy. I love yes. him. I want to smooch him and cuddle him. Uh, just Man Thing forever. I am also a that's huge... splintery right there. Uh, you know, I'll wear bubble wrap or something. I... I... <laughs> I love Harriet Sansom Harris. Uh, she's just a phenomenal actor who has like been around forever, and she just does not always get what she's due. She's just phenomenal, and uh, and I loved watching her in this, and I want to be her next Comic Con. Um, so yeah, it's it's really fun, but I couldn't rate it because I can't rate something that I watched in a computer that had my name. <laughs> I'm like really. Uh, I, I have not watched any. Like you know, I didn't watch any of the She-Hulk screeners. I'm. I'm. I didn't. It's been a long time since I watched one of these, and I was like, no, I hate it. <laughs> Woman of the people. Yeah. Jamie Jurak. So overall, yeah, we all agree. Werewolf by Night. I think Werewolf by Night really is going to be the first project I'd say since Spider-Man No Way Home that pretty much everybody is going to get behind. I'm sure it's going to have haters. Everything has haters. But like this one just feels good. Like it just is. It's scary. It's fun to watch. Like. I just start to finish. It's an easy, like it's, it sets the stakes. It tells the story, it wraps it up and I want to see more. That's it. it. And I feel like this is like across the board. I really expect this one to have a positive reaction. I'm curious to see how many people know about it because mm-hmm. I don't think the marketing has been all of that, like tremendously in your face. I don't think a lot of people really know this is coming. I'm curious to see how many people open up Disney plus and just see werewolf by night and click it. Uh, but it's, it's phenomenal. And there's actually, there's one shot in it. I want to say this, maybe it's like a mild spoiler, but I don't really think it is. Uh, but there's a shot in it where there's a transformation of a werewolf spoiler. There's a werewolf and werewolf by night. <laughs> But there's a really cool sequence. If you watch the interview with Michael Giacchino, I'm only sharing this now because it's already available in the interview. They did this, like so much of this is practical. There's so few visual effects that in the transformation, the way they shot the transformation, I'm not going to say anything more than that. I'll just say the way that they shot the transformation, it's one continuous shot. Just realize they captured that all in camera. They found a way to do that in one shot. So it's all really there. That's movie magic really happening. They actually tamed a werewolf and got it to perform. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on set uh, under a full moon. Pretty cool. But all right, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Uh, a lot of people already saw my reaction on the YouTube channel. Thank you for the, the comments and everybody who's sharing their thoughts. I love when the comment section gets active on the Phase Zero YouTube channel. 
Uh, so everybody's seen my reaction already. Jenna, you're at the top right there. What did you think of this trailer? This trailer was perfect. I need no more marketing for this movie. Like throw out a couple posters, do whatever, but like no more footage. The new posters are awesome. I know those posters are so cool. I I love them so much. I, that, that main poster with like the reflection against the water. I'm like, I need that blown up in like a mural in my house. I, this trailer is exactly the, what I needed it to be. I, the first trailer from San Diego was so emotional. It's so cathartic. I'm so glad I haven't been in a movie theater that screened it yet because I would just be openly weeping in my seat. This trailer still captured that emotion and still did something so interesting and cool. And we had so much more Namor than I was prepared for. I was like losing my mind at how good Namor, the, the wings, the wings. I was not prepared for them to flutter like a little hummingbird. I was like, I, I screamed and I was texting Nicole Drum, our coworker who is Namor's number one stand. She's about to get the ankle wings like tattooed on her at some point. And we were just losing our minds. It's so perfect. I cannot wait for this movie. I thought the ankle wings were hilarious. I'm not going to lie, but they're all, it's awesome that they're doing it. They look funny though. I, there's no other way around. Ain't no way those little tiny wings are helping that man fly across the air like Star Wars, Star Lord running on Doctor Strange portals, but I don't care. It's comics. It's supposed to be stupid. It's one of those silly, stupid, like golden age sort of things. And the fact that they lean into that as opposed to trying to like make it too realistic and too like modernized mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. perfect. That it just lean into the absurdity of it. There's a man with a hammer that nobody can pick up but him. I'm fine with the wings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what'd you think? <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I got up after it had already dropped and I get up and I see both Slack and Twitter and the community going insane. And I'm like, mm. uh, what did, what, what happened? <laughs> oh, oh, we got all, all of the Black Panther trailer. I agree with Jenna. Please do not give us any more of the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness extra looks at this movie. Go ahead and just let it speak for itself. I don't think you really need to have all of that stuff attached to it. Um, a lot of Ironheart, fun stuff. Like you got Namor just being amazing, and also still some intrigue because the internet can't decide about a uh, Black Panther. So I'm excited. I have a larger theory, but I'm gonna let Jamie go first about about it. But yeah, it's dope. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, can't wait. Um, wow. Looks amazing. I can't wait to learn about uh, all about Namor. I'm so in. Uh, Tony and I are going to be out of town that week, and I'm like so stressed. Like, for, for, as soon as we, we find a hotel, number two, find me a movie theater. I don't care about anything else about this trip other than where are we seeing Black Panther Thursday night? Uh, uh, ah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm uh, nervous for my emotions. Uh, but uh, I'm uh, the trailer was amazing, and I agree, Jenna. Uh, no, no more. We're done. That's it. We've seen enough, and it, and that enough looks amazing. I'm with Jamie. I'm booked. I'm booked Thursday night. I got those tickets. Honestly, they were easier to get than some of the other Marvel movies. I feel like that Marvel rush is kind of is kind of maybe fading a bit. And I think Black Panther's about to bring it back. That's what yeah. I think is going to happen. Uh, I got my tickets Thursday night. I'm with Jamie. You got to know where you're going to see it. You got to get it. Uh, Aaron, what were you going to? What's your Oh, uh, so while I was looking at the trailer and trying to like piece through it and stuff, I, I noticed that scene where they're attacking, like, I guess it's like a research facility. Like it's this big giant platform in the ocean. And the footage you guys saw at Comic-Con was it like just humans, like, you know, regular, like random military types attacking it. But you can clearly see that it's Atlokan's like climbing up the side of it. And I'm like, why would they? That's so random. What's what's really ha- what's happening here? And I paged through uh, that Wakanda um, protective Wakanda book to like see some stuff and see if there would be some sort of reason that they would want like vibranium or some sort of refining. And there is another version of vibranium from the Savage Land and Antarctica that's like negative vibranium that repels sound instead of like resonates with it. And there's all sorts of weird other comics like stuff where someone figured out how to make an, uh, like a sort of synthetic version of it. If you've played Spider-Man Miles Morales, you know about new form and Roxxon. Um, that stuff all comes and then Roxxon works with claw from the first movie to make new form, which turns into this like opposite. But everybody kept asking me like, why is this the end of phase four slash the beginning of phase five? Like why, why would this figure into like a multiverse saga when we're all just really going to cry around a bunch of strangers? Um, 
And I think it's because it points out in the book, which has to be signed off by Marvel, they screen my questions about asking her about them before we do it, that if you have one piece of Vibranium B and you have another piece of Vibranium B, you can establish a portal bridge between things, between realms, between universes and dimensions. And I was like, oh, uh uh-oh. That's not that's not good. Somebody wants to make portals from one universe to another or one dimension to another. And that could be the jumping off point for all of this. And the poor the poor Atlanteans come at Lokens might be an unwitting pawn of someone else trying to get stuff. So you got a lot of weird stuff. I have an idea who that could be. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, it's weird. I'm not going to say anymore because we still need to watch the movie. And there's people in the audience who are like, what the heck are you talking about? But yeah, it's uh, like I like that theory. Yeah. Anything, anything with the Savage Land, I'm in 100 percent on board for. So <laughs> the fact that that has to do with that theory, Chef's Kiss, I love it. Give okay. me the dinos. Go yeah. to the dinos. There you go. Uh, Ironheart, I think, looks awesome. Yes. Ironheart's my new favorite character. I don't care already. My number one favorite <laughs> character. Move over, Shang Chi. Ironheart's wow. no. See who's gonna listen to this episode and be so sad. Wow. But he'll agree if he has taste. <laughs> no, Ironheart looks awesome, man. It looks like we're getting more than one version of her suit uh, in this movie. I can't wait to see Riri Williams, Dominique Thorne. I just know it's going to crush this role. I can't wait to see Riri. Uh, not much to say on Ironheart, though. If anybody disagrees, you are silenced. Um, <laughs> does anybody want to have anything to say about Ironheart? Because we do got to keep moving. We we got a few minutes left in this first half of the show before we get to our special guest in today's awesome episode of She-Hulk. They mirrored Tony's flight from Infinity yeah. War. Sure did. Powered yeah. up, and yeah. her HUD looks exactly the same. So I'm like, oh, this was catnip made for BD. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm eating it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, what do we got next? So speaking of just Marvel news writ large and stuff tied to Iron Man, um, I texted Aaron on Thursday and I was like, we need to stop having post-credit scenes two That's episodes enough. because because last Thursday was wild. Um, Armor Wars is now a movie instead of a Disney Plus show. Um, so Don Cheadle is still going to star in it. Obviously, Yesir Lester, who was going to be the head writer of the Disney Plus show, is still writing the movie version. Um, they were kind of vague on the details, but it made it sound like they're now delaying it even further than it already was probably delayed since it wasn't on the slate for phase five at all. But they're trying to get it right. Um, I... This is such a wild thing that we can do this, but I honestly love it. I I remember when the show was announced thinking like, we're really going to all like sit around the campfire and watch Armor Wars for six weeks. That's so cool. But the fact that it could now be this like big movie I'm very curious to see what it ends up actually entailing and like who or what could potentially fold into it because I feel like there's so much potential there. But what do y'all think with this decision? Because I think it's just wild. I'm so happy. Like Don Cheadle deserves to be on the big screen. Like yeah. he deserves his own movie. Amazing. And you guys know what I'm going to say. Uh, let's open that door for Sam Rockwell's return. Yes. That's all I care about. Um, that's all I have to say about this. That's, just a little uh, Justin Hammer dance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm, I'll, I'll take the movie i'll take movies over shows for some of these uh you know if you give me the option i'll pick uh, there's a lot i'd rather see as movies so i'm, I'm for it i think our more is becoming a movie makes it feel like more of an event the fact that secret invasion leads straight into it real curious if it's even going to be called armor wars anymore at that point who knows like and will they change the title will they change what this is is this just secret invasion part two how does secret invasion not lead straight into the marvels i don't know i have questions time will tell i'm here for it yeah Go, Don, go. <laughs> oh, you looking for this? <laughs> oh, is it time for the next piece of news? Yes. Oh, boy, oh, boy. My girl Emma Caulfield is coming back for Agatha Coven of Chaos. Um, uh, you know, she uh, she announced some some difficult uh, health news, which is which is a real bummer. But within that news came this Marvel news. So it was like this mixture of emotions. But uh, I'm I'm very excited. She's coming back. Uh, you know, you guys know Buffy is my favorite show of all time. So I love to see her thriving uh, uh, on these shows. Um, and but I'm curious in what capacity, because, you know, she I'm assuming she's not Dottie. She's I'm I'm assuming she's going to be Sarah, her real Westview uh, name. Uh, and uh, and but if she's coming back, I feel like we're going to give me Deborah Jo Rupp. Uh, I want to see everybody from Westview. Uh, I think that just this is just a sprinkle of, of the Westview return. And I'm obviously very hyped about it. All the all all things spinning out of WandaVision. Jamie, 
Yeah. It's part of that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. We're also, I mean, I, I also think we all just want to send our best to Emma Caulfield for that MS diagnosis. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's gotta be tough to take on, but we're, we're hoping she um, will be all right. Uh, we got one more piece of news for the first half year. I think if we have time, we may, f- we may answer one of our uh, five-star review questions, which I'll pull up here okay. on the podcast. But uh, Aaron, you want to, you want to roll yeah. with the biggest, this is hands down. I mean, I hope everybody's sitting down because yeah. <laughs> this is, this is big stuff. And uh, we gotta, we gotta jump in here. Uh, over at my uh, El Muerto uh, vertical here at comicbook.com. <laughs> we got news. We got news on the wire that El Muerto has a director and a writer. And uh, so is it Jonas Cuaron and uh, Alfonso Cuaron co-wrote Gravity and directed uh, Deserito, Deserto. Uh, yes, and yes. yeah, and then Gareth Dunnett Alakar, uh, who wrote on Blue Beetle, is writing the script. It is hilarious. I feel bad for Chris, who was like, <laughs> they are moving faster on these El Muerto and Madame Web movies than yeah. uh, the JSA or other parts <laughs> of random Marvel that you would really, people really yeah. want to see. But the people crave Bad Bunny. They're going to get more Bad Bunny. Is this movie actually real now? Wait, wait, wait. Is Alfonso involved with this? Or is this just so, saying that this is Alfonso's son. son? This, this is okay. son. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to say, when I was putting the rundown together and I realized that connection, it blew my mind that he's Alfonso's son. So I was like, we need to acknowledge that in some way because that is kind of cool. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, this, it's so weird to me that this movie's real. Like, I, I almost am just like morbidly curious to see what it ends up entailing. I also like my respect for Bad Bunny grew exponentially when his latest music video ended up being just a PSA about the electrical grid in Puerto Rico. Um, that is just a very cool thing to do. So I'm like, if this movie just ends up coming together in a very wild and ridiculous, way i will be very on board the the team behind this seems to be very good but it's it's just so crazy that this movie is real is anybody cooler in the world right now than bad bunny like honestly yeah dude took an f5 from brock lesnar he, he was in bullet train he's trying to save puerto rico man bad bunny's living i i got a lot of i, I love bad bunny's music and i think bad bunny's just doing it right i got it so but uh, hopefully el marto is not the uh <laughs> not the first I don't know I don't even know if this movie's real but Elmore is <laughs> literally in two comics ever yeah. like how are they gonna do, I don't know Elmore, also if, if you're unfamiliar with Elmore I made a video about this on the YouTube <laughs> channel too but Elmore is literally in two comics ever yeah. kind of like a mantle so maybe like you can't do it wrong because there's not enough stuff to even do wrong Yeah. so who knows what Sony's doing you never know I'm sure they'll tease uh, maybe Spider-Man will be in a trailer and not in the movie as they like to do over there oh, no. but uh Oh, yeah, I'm I'm still shading Morbius. Okay, I listen. I rank Morbius high on my on my anticipation rankings, and I have never been hurt so bad in my life. Okay, it wasn't that awful of a movie. It was better. It was better than both the Venom movies. But but yeah, yes, Jamie, it was no. better than both Venom. It's movies. not better than the first Venom. No, it, the first Venom no. just isn't good. Fun. Morbius isn't fun. He controlled. Morbius bats is like an eight-hour nightmare. <laughs> Wow. Wow. All right. So we're going to get to uh, a question from one of our five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a five-star review and drop a question, we will do our best to answer them on the show. This one comes from Anthony D. Ayers. What's up, Anthony? Uh, I look forward to this podcast every week. Me too. Love the hosts and their commentary on everything Marvel. Me too. Keep up the great work. We will. Please have Jim on the show more, please. We will not. Question. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys didn't have to report on all things Marvel, would you avoid movie trailers in order to be surprised by movie plots? My answer is absolutely not. I, I, I Before I did this job, I was just, I'd be sitting there glued to it. I'd be in the, 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 the Twitter webs, YouTube. I remember Captain America, the Winter Soldier trailer dropped. I was sitting in college. It was, so, I don't even remember what class it was, but I remember the environment. And I remember seeing the trailer and I watched it in class. I put headphones in and the teacher called me. He's like, what you looking at? And I was like, it's more important than you, lady. So <laughs> yes, my answer is yes. I will always watch the trailers. Uh, and that's, that's a blessing and a curse for me but I'll do it every time. I go to the movies so much that if I wanted to avoid, tra- I wouldn't be able to because I, I, you know, I just always at the movies and that's where the I don't understand are. people who show up to the movies and skip the, like they, they're like 15 mm-hmm. minutes after start time. You got to get there for the trailers to set yeah. the tone. I'm the too gotta- stressed to get late. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, that's true too. I gotta that's chill true. into my into my zone. You gotta Although, get there even it. earlier for Maria Menounos too. Yeah, of so. course, get there early. Yeah, that's true, that's yeah. true. <laughs> or you might even get soups and playa if you get there early yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I could go without seeing the Avatar trailer again, though. Like, I'm sick of it. But, uh, <laughs> but aside from that, 
Yo, I'm not gonna lie though. I saw Avatar in the remaster mm-hmm. uh, 3D. Woo, that movie! Huh? I, I never got to see it in theaters the first time around. Huh? It's my first time. Sheesh, that movie's beautiful. <laughs> that movie is beautiful. I'll just say I am with Jamie because when I saw Multiverse of Madness, they showed the Avatar 2 trailer multiple times beforehand and it became everyone's like sleep paralysis demon. Like we were all just so done with it by the time <laughs> it was over. Um, it's funny, BD's story about like Winter Soldier because I had almost the same exact thing with Civil War. I was sitting in college and the trailer that came out with Spider-Man at the end was during my class and I watched it like with headphones on just like in the corner and it was like the most amazing thing. But yeah, I it's so hard to avoid trailers. I feel like it would be impossible. Before I did this job, I would like, I was on Tumblr a lot. I made like gift sets of stuff from trailers so it's like i would still be consuming every square inch of footage anyway but yeah between that and going to the movies all the time you can't really I don't, avoid it i don't think any movie trailer has ever spoiled more than the jimmy kimmel trailer for batman vs superman dawn yeah. of justice yeah i remember watching that trailer and being like what's did they that was a three-act trailer yeah like what just happened but uh aaron are you a trailer person uh i am but i live in a household with someone who does not read slash consume this stuff before we go in and it has become one of the funniest things to like just wait for the big surprises that we because we do this job we know all the the curveballs sometimes before mm-hmm. they come and she just like doesn't know she's like what like i got hit in the arm when charlie cox popped up in the way home i got hit in the arm <laughs> so i was staring right at her like i'm not even watching the screen i'm like oh here it comes and then she's like you knew how could you not share how could you not tell me and i was like i Am I supposed to ruin major plot points from the movie before we walk into the theater? Like you do your best to avoid all this stuff. You'd never know. And I'm, I couldn't imagine it now just walking in and completely being cold. Like imagine being a person who walks into Wakanda forever, having seen none of the trailers, having like somehow you were out in that weird, like, what is it? Like that, like shack that Jared Leto was in during pandemic and did not know that Chadwick Boseman died and you walk into Black Panther and be like what the heck is going what is happening so I can't imagine it yeah uh, I'll never forget my mom being surprised that Toby and Andrew were in Spider-Man No Way Home and I was like damn Ma you really don't even watch my show (laughs) (laughs) that's tough All right, we're going to take a one minute break and when we come back it's She-Hulk spoilers with special guests we got Pug himself on the show Josh Segarra snaps all around baby snaps all around All right, we'll see y'all in a minute Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 39. We are 39 weeks into 2022. Oh, my goodness. We are talking about She-Hulk, Episode 8. We are eight episodes into She-Hulk. What is happening? Time is a flat circle. I don't know. Uh, We got a very special guest joining us right now. You might know him from another comic book show that you you might have watched for many, many years before She-Hulk. It was ever even a project we knew was coming along on Arrow as Adrian Chase over there. Now he's Pug in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mr. Josh Segarra. Josh, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What's going on? I know we talked about this before the show, but one at a time, each of us complimented it. The sweatshirt you're wearing is amazing. Well, I, I surprised you. I put the whole thing on. Check this out. It's a whole, it's a whole set. You see oh, what I'm wow. Amazing. Wow. Oh. The side says Josh on the back. Come on. Oh. This, this oh, is I a love gift. it. This was a rap gift from Jessica Gao. So uh, just know there's a few of these floating around and all of them have our name on them. So they're pretty cool. Amazing. That's, That's awesome, cool. dude. If they have extra, uh, we have Jenna, Jamie, Aaron, and uh, Brandon here as well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm working on it now. I told Jess. I, I surpri- I'm surprising y'all with it. Jess is surprising you. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank, brush, you ready to go. yeah. thank you for joining us on Phase Zero. Everybody in the comment section, if you want to drop a couple questions in, we love you guys. We are live right now, so you can drop a few questions in. Also, make sure you get the thumbs up and subscribe button, but it'll be fun if you all drop your questions. We can get those answered by Josh. We can get, get to know Pug. You know, who better to to get to introduce us to this man from She-Hulk uh, and, and give us a little bit more insight. But we have a few questions of our own and we're going to start with those. Can't wait. Yeah, so um, you've obviously already put your stamp on another DC villain, um, an iconic comic book villain. I know I made the 10 steps ahead of you joke when we talked to the premiere. I know even Stephen Amell made that joke on Twitter, which was hilarious. Um, what was it about She-Hulk that made you want to get back into the superhero space after having been on Arrow? Um, I wish I could give you a super complicated answer, but honestly, when Marvel calls, I don't think anybody says no, you know, like, I'm pretty sure it's like, who called? Wait, what? They want to, they want to talk about what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever I was doing, I remember being like, yeah, let's do this talk in an hour. Okay. Let's talk in an hour. You know, (laughs) Steve Coulter told us he got a little like welcome basket. When he joined the show, did you get the Marvel Universe welcome basket? Yeah, it definitely is a welcome basket. You feel you feel crazy walking onto that set. You feel wild driving into the studio. The first email you get that it's like from the most encrypted email ever. You know, when that one shows up in your email, that's a crazy experience. You know, driving around over there, seeing where where history has been made. You know, there's a beautiful mural out there in Atlanta right now dedicated to Black Panther, and that's gorgeous to see in person. Just all that stuff. I, I, I love all that stuff. So, you know, the work was the work was the cherry on top. You know, I got to go play every day. Nice. Amazing. So um, how did the research process of kind of learning about Pug compare to Prometheus on Arrow? Obviously, they're two completely different characters in terms of their deals. But how, how what was it like to dive into Pug's comics? Um. So way back when, my first conversation um, with the Arrow team was that I was the Wrath to Batman. So they sent me the Wrath comic in uh, in the mail. So that's what Prometheus was based on, you know, just like, okay. And then, you know, you, find, you start reading your scripts and you're kind of getting them a few episodes in advance. That's how that works, you know, when you're shooting your 22 so I had ideas of what I wanted to be. And uh, of course, Prometheus doesn't exist in the comics in our iteration of him. So I knew early I was making my own character with the writers. So it was OK. Um, I feel like I've told this story before, but I went and I bought all the vigilante comics because I thought I was the vigilante because that was the red herring that was out in public. Go pick them up, read them all. I think, I, you know, I'm getting cocky. I'd send Mark a text like a month out like, dog, don't you worry <laughs> I'm ready for vigilante. And he's like, why are you reading that? That that has nothing to do with you. And I was like, what? He's like, yes, bro. Did you forget our whole conversation? You're this guy, Prometheus. And you're this. And you're this. I was like, oh, got it. Mark, my bad, Wendy. I got it, you know? Um, so then we got to where we got. And that, I, I come on, look at my wall. That, that guy lives with me every day, okay? He lives with me every day. And then, um, like I told you, uh, Marvel calls and I hop on the call with Wendy, with Jessica and with Kat. And I'll be honest with you. I got on that call thinking that I was going to, um, how do you say this? When you talk with anybody, especially in this little funny thing that we do, you just want to be liked and you want them to think you're right for the part. And like, you just want to make sure so I go into it with like, uh-huh, tell me what you need of me. And they start just telling me about this guy, Pug. And they're like, and Pug is this, and Pug is that. And I was like, oh. And they're like, and this guy, he just loves his best friends. He, this is his family. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do that. You know, let's, of course, let's do that. And wait, I'm playing with who? With Tatiana Maslani? Okay. I'm playing with who? With Ginger? I hadn't met Ginger yet, but obviously we know they're geniuses. And it's like, oh, like this is a pretty cool thing. And, you know, the nerdy thing inside of me, of course, was knowing and hoping that when I got to chat with phase zero and comic book, and I got to go out there, I just hope that the folks that like Prometheus, maybe they like pug too. You know, they see that there's other colors to this. They hope that they, you know, maybe there's some other timeline where Simon Morrison is Adrian chase is Augustus Pugliese. Who knows? You know, like, <laughs> Who knows? So, yeah. Yeah. 
Brennan, you're muted. Brennan. You're muted. What, what I'm about to what I'm about to talk about would certainly break Pug's heart from the comics because in the comics he's got a pretty big crush on Jen, and then you know we saw today's episode with Matt and Jen. Uh, good for them. Hey, good for them. But I gotta ask when you when you dive into the comics, you see storylines like that. Is that like the kind of thing you want to play with? Are you like, oh, let's let, let's see Pug uh, develop that crush a little bit more or something a like that? Absolutely. All the stuff from the comics. You know, uh, when I when 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 I started working with, when I started working on Pug. I went, of course, and got the dance slot run. That's where Pug appears. Um, and a lot of our stuff is coming from the slot run. But, man, I wanted to read it all. So, once again, they're all up there. You can't see them all, but they're all up there. And just wanted to kind of see what, where this whole thing began and what it feels like now. And there's a new run that's out now. I think we're on issue number six. The seventh comes out in November. Uh, I like taking from all that stuff. So, you know, even the way I wanted him to look, you know, I wanted him to look a certain way that, resembles the comics uh i wanted uh, you know so of course i asked i was like so are we gonna go to this love storyline at any point you know like am i am i heading there and they said no we're not gonna do that right now we have other ideas and i said cool of course that's great i'm gonna still use it though you know and so that i'd like to think that there's something inside there that uh it's easy to fall in love with all those people in that office so I think Pug is just all heart. You know, I think Pug loves everybody. I think he's ride or die. I think that he's, you know, he, he I think he is, he trusts easily until you break his trust. You know, I think that yeah. that's who he is. You know? And a big Avengers fan. Come on. Come on. Wait, actually, I want to go to the comment section for this next question real quick. This comes from uh, Saprilla. Josh, if you ever got in legal trouble, who would you prefer to represent you in court? Matt or Jen? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not even a question for me to think about. It's Jen That's Walters all day. Oh yeah. Matt Murdoch? Man, he I don't even have his number on speed dial. I got Jen Walters, number one of my favorites. All day is Jen Walters. You can come play at our playground, Matt Murdoch. Come play. We have a nice room for you. You know, we have a nice place for you. He said ride or die, and he meant it. Oh, I love it. it. <laughs> oh, speaking of ride or dies, I know I'm obsessed. I think a lot of us are obsessed with that pug and Nikki dynamic. It's so much fun. What was it like, you know, creating that relationship with Ginger, especially in episode five when you get on your little adventure? Ginger Gonzaga is the bomb. Okay. And I mean that in a lot of ways. Like she was the first person to text me before I went down there, just to be like, hey, got your number, wanted to let you know we're all down here. I know you're gonna be coming with your wife and your kids. We're gonna be doing a, a dinner this night. Boom, she's the first one to plan and escape the room for all of us. I love Ginger to death. Then you get to the actor part of Ginger. There's nothing more fun than when you get to work and you have somebody that just has ideas and like loves the script and wants to flesh it out and wants to play because that's what I want to do. So I think, um, I think we found something pretty cool. I love her to pieces. I'm really lucky to be working with her and you know, all that stuff, you know, we're dapping up and slick Nick and us cracking jokes. Um, that's, you know, that's all inside, you know, that's me having fun with ginger and her having fun with me, you know? We got, a, we got a question from Falcons Nat. This is Layla coming from the UK. Josh, did you keep any of the Avengers merch? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. Thank you. There, there isn't a Hulk towel in there. There isn't a t-shirt. There isn't a cap. And there isn't... <laughs> Some sort of weaponry. There's none of that <laughs> is in my closet right there. Definitely not. That's too bad. That's a bummer. None of it you don't have all that anywhere stuff. in this house, Kevin. Kev. Kevin is a loyal Kevin is also a loyal watcher. I think that might have actually been Kevin on Layla's account. Kevin said there's like, you know what's crazy? All the things he just named that he definitely doesn't have are exactly what went missing. That's so that's so weird. Have you been I mean, between being on the set of She-Hulk, I don't know how much you guys have had quite a few um 
other heroes on the show and and vil- some villains, uh, but you've also been you know in the DC world uh, of these things of the the characters and like people who are suited up. What has been the coolest like moment, and, and, and whether it's on She-Hulk or back on Arrow, what's yeah. been like the coolest moment or costume you've seen? Because a lot of the Arrow stuff was really there. I know that was True. really practical. Is there has there like one been one costume that stands out in particular? Like, damn, that is that's a comic brought to life. All right, I have a, I have a bunch of days that come flooding to my brain, but that's just because what once again what I get to do is a crazy crazy thing. But like, I was sitting in Atlanta. And I was working on Christmas on the Square, the Christmas musical I did with Dolly Parton. Yes. Who I love very, very much. And I get a call from James Bamford, Bam, who does all the fight choreo, our stunt coordinator on air. And he says, hey, man, what you doing? I was like, nothing, just doing a Christmas musical in Atlanta with Dolly Parton. And he said, okay, man, well, in season eight, what do you think about being the Green Arrow on Earth 2? And I was like, are you kidding me, man? And he's like, that's what we want to do. You want to do that? And I said, come on, man. Let's go, man. Of course I'm doing this, Bam. Let's go. And then he goes, so we're going to open on you doing the salmon ladder. And I was like, all right, man. Okay, big dog. All right. Let's let's relax. Let's chill. Okay, let's, let's find a beach. I'm doing a Christmas musical with Dolly. Okay, that's we're only about five weeks out. Okay, let's chill. But no, man, he said, yeah, we're going to open on the salmon ladder. Can you do it? I said, no, but I'll figure that out. Let's go. So in Atlanta, popped over to a ninja gym, worked on it a bunch of times. Shout out to those guys who literally helped me. This kid who couldn't have been soaking wet more than 100 pounds, no lie, was watching me work in the corner. And I'm over there trying to figure it out. And old boy just walks up and he's like, hey, man. Boom, beep, boom, beep, boom, beep. And I was like, oh, I got you. Told him the fun story about getting to do it on air and trying to pay homage to the man, you know, like Steve just did something so special. I didn't want to upset. I didn't want to disappoint my guy and the fans. Um, so when I walked into that wardrobe fitting and putting on his costume and putting on the gear and, you know, just kind of feeling like, okay, man, this is, this is a pretty cool thing. And, that and the day where we shot the finale of season five, where we were all together in the temple. I remember that too. You know, the canaries were there. Mm. All of us were there and just fire behind us. And, you know, Ram, we, we were all walking to set and I'm, I look over and I see David Ramsey working on his fight choreo with like three guys. Then I see KC, Casey Cassidy over there working on her stuff with a couple. Then I see Embed over there kind of talking. Through, and it was just like, oh, this is a crazy experience. <laughs> All of this come together. And it was just awesome, man. Yeah, I could keep going. I've got a bunch of fun days that I remember. I'll remember forever. The salmon ladder, first of all, that thing is hard to do. And it's not even like a muscle. It's not just muscle. It is muscle. But it's the technique is insane. It's so hard. Uh, but I, I want to go back to the when you got invited to play the Green Hour from Earth 2. We're going into multiverse stuff in the MCU. If Kevin Feige calls and says, Josh, you could be any anybody from the MCU as a variant, which hero are you going to be from a different Earth? Can I say Gambit? Ooh. Oh, that'd be a good yeah, one. Yeah. That'd I be said, a good one. I said Remy. Gambit, but I know that Channing has been working on that forever, right? Or is that a yeah. rumor? Oh, that's, that one's that's good. <laughs> that Damn, one's right? Dead. Yeah. yeah, I would love Chan though. If he honestly, I would love it if he had Gambit because he's just the man like that. But Gambit I think that was going to be a cool movie. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That'd be fun. I'd love a Nightcrawler. I'd love that'd be kind of fun. Mm. But I feel like I know my limits. All right, like <laughs> Nightcrawler. Like I would make him very grounded and kind of like walks like an ape, as opposed to I think like you know Nightcrawler should be limber and like you know. Yeah, so maybe I couldn't be. Gambit is more my style. You know, I lumber when I walk. You know what I'm saying? I'm too heavy in my feet for nightcrawl. Ready to bust out some Cajun. Some Cajun you know? Let's go, man. Let's go. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, man. The chat is just on fire right now. All of them. I think you just sent them all into palpitations. Um, <laughs> you sent social media into the same sort of palpitations with this crazy, the crazy wall of sneakers Easter egg with the with the sneak with all the different kicks, all the Marvel characters. Uh, did you manage to uh, peep any of that? And what, what if you could get any pair of sneakers that would have a Marvel hero, like a, a theme Marvel hero sneaker, what would it be? All right. 
there was a version in the script where I was carrying Thor Force in my hand. <laughs> and then I didn't know about that Easter egg wall of sneakers until we all found out together. And that popped in because there was another scene that we had shot that didn't make it into the final cut that would have closed that out. But honestly, when I saw the, the comic that Kagan drew, that's all I wanted out of it. And fun fact. So I saw online, somebody did something so cool where they went through all the sneakers and they identified which one was which. So I sent it to Kagan and I said, yo, they identified all of them. He said, that's funny. Number four is not Jack of Hearts. It's supposed to be Gambit. Oh. So whoever put that thing together, know that I think it is number four. It's in the top right corner. That's supposed to be the Gambit shoe and not the Jack of Hearts. But man, we were, I, I was having a ball just, I think, online was just kind of looking through and seeing, mm -hmm. oh man, look at the Thing shoes and look at the Black Panther shoes. I think I would need a pair of the Iron Man 3s. Oh, because yeah, that's what I talk about on the <laughs> show. Like, I just, I, I told Kagan, I want that picture in my office. It's going to be somewhere in here. It's going to be framed. My guy's going to do it for me. And who knows? Maybe season two, we'll try to get an Iron Man 3 made and say, hey, I saw the Thor 4s and I need those Iron Man 3s. Let's go. Let's go. I, I'll be rocking Iron Man 3s. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so speaking of other moments involving Pug that have broken the internet, um, did you get to meet Megan the Stallion? Because the entire <laughs> episode with that is one of my favorite things the MCU has ever done. <laughs> that was one of the coolest days on set. I did get to meet her. She was so sweet. She was so happy to be there. She was so... Geek, just like all of us were. Everybody came, even if you weren't working. You know, everybody was there to support Megan and just kind of see what the day was like. I got to kick it with her fellas, with her team, just kind of running around. And they were, of course, just as geeked as we all were. And then, you know, that fun little scene of Tatiana and her dancing and just her sitting in the back of the courtroom. Anytime you're around greatness is a pretty cool day, so... To, to, to be around greatness when they are excited to be in the scenario that they're in, that's always, I feel like, this like little secret magic window that, you know, you get to experience every once in a while. And uh, that was one of those days for sure. That's amazing. And then outside of Pug's kind of comic connection to Spider-Man, obviously he saves him and that's a huge transformative moment for him. I know we've spoken about in the past. Which Marvel character would you most want to cross over with on screen? I would love to play with Wolverine. I would love if this next Deadpool Wolverine movie that's happening, if they need a little legal advice, if they need a little legal help. But I would love to, honestly, I've loved Wolverine since I was a kid. Them, uh, them announcing that, you know, X-Men is officially part of the universe. And now, of course, with the Easter eggs and the shoes. I didn't even know that we were going to be part of the confirmation of the X-Men in the universe. That, of course, had me hopping around in my apartment, you know, like, so I would love to just kind of keep going down there. I just like, look, I'm a wrestling fan. I heard you talking. When I was in the back room, I heard we were all rapping about Bad Bunny. Love that dude, man. There is nobody more important and better than the Bunny right now. Um, you know, I, I grew up loving when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash popped over onto WCW. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, this is, this is, this is not supposed to be happening. It's like seeing your teacher at the supermarket. You're like, this is throwing me off, but it feels funny to see you here. And that's what I love about this world is that in this Marvel universe, you know, that's what this whole thing is about is everybody being able to connect all these worlds and everyone being able to surprise each other. So uh, on screen and in real life, as soon as they call and tell me that I get to go surprise somebody on set, just know that I will be hyped about it. Nice. I, I I appreciate that you're also a wrestling fan. I appreciate. I'm talking. I'm talking to Dwayne Johnson later today for Black Adam. Uh, I did not stand around at our studio <laughs> outside at Crafty because I knew that Black Adam was shooting right across the way. <laughs> I was not standing there just like. I'm right here, dog. This guy is one of us. Listen, if somehow I think it's going pretty well, but if the acting thing doesn't work out, you got a phase zero co-host job waiting for you right here. <laughs> you, I know she hulk you guys filmed in Atlanta and time. I'm pretty sure like Black Adam and Spider-Man and all I don't know what else did you see it? What all what kind of stuff did you see when you were filming? Yeah. 
when you're there, that's the thing. Like anytime we'd say cut, I'd run up to Wendy and be like, so Wendy, what's on stage six today, Wendy? <laughs> like, Josh, we can't lose you for 45 minutes while you're roaming the stage uh, trying to see The Rock, you know, or anybody else <laughs> that was filming. Uh, no, what did we have there? There was something else that was fun that was going on. Oh, I can't, I won't even say it because I have no idea if they, this is secret, but it was basically another franchise that's going to be for my kids that is mm -hmm. wild when we see it get made. Put it that way. It's going to be action and adventure. And it felt so cool to watch it get made because it was like watching a Toyland park happen. That's, <laughs> that's what was awesome. Was okay. Really cool. All right. Smart. Way to keep it. Way to not, I respect the not spoiling it. There are people no. who have come on and we've all seen Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo go through it. So. But <laughs> I know better. I know better than this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Josh, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us, dude. It's been an absolute blast talking to you. Honestly, the whole cast of She-Hulk, everybody who has come on the show has been just some of the most pleasant, fun, enthusiastic, awesome people. And and you're no exception, dude. Like you guys have, it seems like you're all really just good people who seem to just be having fun with this dude. And we're happy to support it. So thank you for allowing us the opportunity to do that and come and joining us today. Appreciate you saying the kind words. Thank you. This was really fun. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, man. Thank you, dude. Well, you're free to close out the browser. We're going to go on and talk some more spoilers for She-Hulk, but we're going to set you free. And uh, everybody in the comment really section, cool. we thank you, too. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. Really fun, thank you. Guys. you. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, dude. Man, She-Hulk uh, cast is just like, they're the best, dude. They're the best. Uh Oh my wow. gosh. We love an X-Men fan. I'm, gonna, I know. I'm really excited to uh, to share our big announcement, our big yeah. news, but I'm going to save it for just a couple more minutes. We have like five, six minutes left in the show. We got to go around. There's a couple of Easter eggs from She-Hulk. We got to talk about uh, before we wrap up the show, really quickly reactions, my reaction to this episode, my favorite reaction in several, my favorite episode in several weeks, possibly my favorite episode ever. They got Daredevil right. Charlie Cox was great. Matt Murdock was great. It was great to see him be a lawyer. It was great to see Charlie Cox just slip right back into that and have the legal jargon to be spilling it. It was great to see them fight. It was great to see them f do other things. Uh, <laughs> I, I, overall, I thought it was, I just really, I was happy with this episode. I thought it was really good. Um, that's my that's my immediate reaction. Sorry, yes, for me today is it is all about Daredevil. I know it's She Hulk show, but they got Daredevil right. I support it. It's great to see Charlie in there. Jamie, what'd you think? You know what though? It, it it the thing about it though is that everything about Daredevil in this episode was also about Jen, and that's what I loved. It's mm -hmm. all about their relationship. I ship them so hard, and it sucks because Marvel it doesn't have good romantic follow through. They're gonna hurt me. I know they are. I'm not. We're not gonna see them walk up in the sunset a couple <laughs> years from now. I don't believe that. But I loved them together so much. I love that. You know, we're about to get this iconic Daredevil hallway scene, but then she just wrecks it. That's that was perfect. Everything about this. Uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't, I could have taken or le le left Daredevil in the show. It was not something I was necessarily hyped for. It didn't matter mm -hmm. to me, but I think it even still was one of my favorite episodes just because I like romance and I like comedy. And that's what this was. My only complaint, the only thing about this episode, no pug. Not to the very end. Nope. Yeah. 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 Just a um, little bit. He just a smidgen of pug. And I thought, I thought, like, I guess because he was coming on, I was like, oh, we're going to get a lot of pug this week. And we did. But uh, yeah, this is amazing. I loved it. I love it so much. Aaron, what'd you think? Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. It's really, it's really hard to choose between this one and the one with Madison. Those are my top two of this season so far. It was really, really dope. I do miss Wong. Um, but also, I, I they welcome Charlie Cox to the only men in this show that people aren't going to get mad at. It's him <laughs> and Pug. That's uh -huh. it. That's all. In our, in our house, that's how it works. So uh, I was excited to see uh, Matt's introduction, but also he's the only one that really likes Jen and that endures with him even more because she's been getting treated like garbage for the majority of this run. And uh, he's actually, it takes a blind man to see what's in front of him. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Jenna, what do you think? This episode just gave me so much serotonin. Like I, I desperately needed this episode and it ended up exceeding my expectations. It was so perfect. Their dynamic was incredible. I, If you had told me when I was a, a, a like little college kid watching season one of Daredevil that we would get to this point of the two of them just together and in this way I would have like not believed you at all I leapfrog was perfect I am hoping that he can come back and turn into frogman because that seems to be a thing that they are leaving the door open for I thought he was so great he he nailed the awkward ridiculousness of frogman um when the daredevil theme kicked in I like leapt off my couch mm -hmm. that was the coolest way of doing it um the hallway fight just 
the fight scenes, Jen's costume, everything about it was perfect. And also the fact that I expected all of the gala stuff to wait until the finale. I, I was assuming that we weren't even going to touch it until there. And so the fact that the show even acknowledges that, hey, we're kind of throwing this in at the last minute. And then now the fact that like, I genuinely don't know what to expect with the finale makes me so happy. I love that we aren't at the point that we have been with other MCU Disney Plus shows of like, okay, well, now they're going to get their costume and we kind of know what's going to happen. Like, we genuinely don't know what's going to happen. And I love that so much. That was hard to watch. That yeah, ending. Absolutely. Was, that ending that was, was That was a gut punch. I'm rewatching it this morning over breakfast. I legitimately got goosebumps. Like, it, it is so... Like, her turning to the camera, like, the last shot of that episode is... It's so beautifully done. I, oh, that was so well done. Oh I don't gosh. really understand why Mallory Book was standing there being like, Jen, don't. Like, I feel like any logical person would be like, turn the fucking screen off. <laughs> like, I was like, punch that screen. I was sitting there screaming, do it. Like, get that out of there. Uh, yeah, what happened to Jen at the end of the episode was was awful and gross and gut-wrenching. And it's just like, damn, she goes through it. Even when a good thing happens, though, everything else has to flip upside down. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm in, I, I'm kind of reverse, uh, in, in thinking that uh, like, I, I want the finales for the Disney plus shows to be a bit more clear. I have really no idea, you know, who's pulling the strings yet. And I imagine they're going to reveal themselves and be thwarted, uh, in the finale or just say, Hey, tune into this, you know, next thing to actually see who was the puppet of all Jen's misery, the puppet master. But overall, I mean, I, this episode, I mean, it got me much more excited thought it was fantastic um all right couple easter eggs one the sokovia accords have been repealed uh, i was kind of just like, like i just throw that out there just like that like we've been wondering this forever and now like it's just a line but it came from daredevil so i was like you know what i'll allow it but that like i feel like in phases one through three that would have been a big storyline mm-hmm. and i feel like phase four that one of my issues is that a lot of stuff that used to feel like big eventful world building stuff has kind of just become that it's just a line that gets added in but and whatever it's not like i needed to see the downfall of the sokovia accords i will say to play devil's advocate like because i I wrote this in my easter egg breakdown i feel like after the events of endgame the sokovia accords are kind of pointless because it's like oh my god all of these superheroes banded together and saved all of humanity we we love them so much that like we don't even really need the sokovia accords so i feel like it makes sense within the canon but yeah it is kind of crazy i agree yeah uh, was there like, anything? Like, I hate Tony. I was like, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I just wish he would have said who the hell bought Avengers Tower, but whatever. <laughs> uh, That's his new job. He yeah. just comes in and fills in the little little gaps. But weirdly, yeah. not whether or not his show is a part of this universe. He's just clippy. He just pops up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was there anything we got to wrap up? Was there anything else uh, from from today's episode we need to throw out here and to discuss? Yo, Josh is a colonizer. F that guy 16 <laughs> times. He's the worst. He's certified one of the worst characters in Phase 4. I challenge Sucks. you to find someone worse besides the villain of Black Widow. He is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm good. I'm there good. it is. That's it. That's I think, all I wanted to say. I think that's a good end point. Actually, yeah. we have one more thing today. I want to make an awesome announcement. We have an epic show next week. It is going to be the biggest phase zero since Simuliu was on the show with Destin Daniel Cretton because instead of doing a Werewolf by Night bonus episode tomorrow, we are instead having director Michael Giacchino live on phase zero next week. And after Michael Giacchino is live on the show for the She-Hulk finale, we will have the writer of the entire series, Jessica Gao, live on the show. It is a double feature on phase zero. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a big week. Michael Giacchino, legend. Jessica Gao, legend. We got them both on phase zero next week. And you all in the comment section, you all watching the video, hitting thumbs up, hitting subscribe, dropping comments, doing celebrations with us. You're why we're able to make this happen. Thank you so much. Next week's show is going to be awesome. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a five-star review with a question and we'll try to answer it for you. Jenna, any last words for today's show? Uh, go read comics. There's a really good arc in Charles Soule's She-Hulk run where Daredevil and Jen go in court together. And it, so much of that energy was all over this episode when they're sitting on the little neon sign and talking was almost exactly it was the, similar to a scene from that run. So go read that. Just go read comics to begin with. Follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sGentleLynn. And yeah, I am so excited for ne- next week's show. It's going to be amazing. I'm I'm already starstruck about next week. I don't yeah. even know uh, what to say. Oh yeah. my gosh! Um, uh, I can't wait to see all of your reactions to Werewolf by Night. Can't wait to see the uh, Phase Zero community just going crazy this week. Um, amazing! Yeah, follow me on Twitter and Letterbox, Jamie Cinematics. Ah, today was so fun.
Aaron, what you got to end the show today? Uh, it's at some like corner on Twitter. Um, I think that all in the game is right. The Koye series should just be them going around getting the vibranium back from people <laughs> who clearly should not have it. Um, also, I dread whatever the heck is going to happen after we turn these cameras off. Because last week there were three things within an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So. Keep it locked. Boom, Robert book. Downey Jr.'s back. Boom. <laughs> no, Robert, back. Like, Boom. Why not? Sure. <laughs> Civil War 2. Civil oh War 2. No, oh, we no. No, please don't. No. She's like, I don't want to be hurt again. Absolutely Folks, not. Scenes. Everybody <laughs> buckle up. Stay tuned. Twitter. Hit me up at Brandon Davis BD. I will be at New York Comic Con all weekend long. Uh, it's been a Chris Killian's here at his first con. So I also suggest giving him a follow. He's doing a whole lot of interviews. He just did four interviews in our studio in the time we were doing this show. So the man is booked and busy. We love to see it. It's his first time at Comic-Con and he's earning that paycheck. Uh, thank you to everybody who watches the show. Please thumbs up on your way out. Please hit the subscribe button. Thanks to Peter for running a great show behind the scenes today. Uh, leave us a five-star review. I've said it all before. Thank you. Love you. See you next week.